0: My beloved friends, our guest today is your host, because TeachingsByJesus.com is now online, and it's available to you. So it's time for us to talk a little more about the history of this project that we have undertaken for Jesus, and to give you a walking tour. But first, to answer your most obvious question, why should Jesus even need another website? Jesus is the most popular person on earth, in name at least, he heads no end of religious websites. Why should he even need another website? Because teachingsbyjesus.com is not just another religious website. We have not found another website on earth that presents the teachings of Jesus as he gave them to us 2,000 years ago by themselves, not mixed with any other teachings by anybody else and with no religious slant. Christian websites won't tell you just what Jesus taught because Christianity teaches a lot of other things that, frankly, Jesus did not teach. And because Christianity will not tell you everything that Jesus did teach. And because Jesus taught some things that go directly against what the Christian religion teaches. And yes, indeed, the things that Jesus teaches that go against Christianity are actually right there inside your Christian Bible to this day. So, it's long past time for us to just take those four biblical gospels, just Matthew, Mark, Luke, and John, and to take what Jesus says in those four gospels and just sit at Jesus' feet and simply listen to Jesus. So, that is what we do on teachingsbyjesus.com. Finally, after 2,000 years, we just sit there quietly and we listen thoughtfully and very respectfully and very lovingly, and we really let Jesus have his say. It's important that I tell you right up front that doing this was, it really wasn't my idea, it was Jesus' idea. And those who follow my weekly blog at robertagrimes.com know that all of us have at least one spirit guide through life. Everyone has at least one. My primary spirit guide, is kind of overwhelming, but even I have several spirit guides. And in 2015, my primary spirit guide broke into my daytime life, which, of course, as you can imagine, is a big professional no-no for spirit guides. My spirit guide directed me to channel a book from Jesus, which is entitled Liberating Jesus. And, so, and that wasn't my idea, by the way. That wasn't my my title. That was the title they chose. And since then, my life has become, shall we say, has become increasingly strange. It turns out that my primary spirit guide, who chooses to be called Thomas, and that's another long story, is very close to Jesus, and that's a third long story. And apparently when I'm not in a body, I also am rather close to Jesus, which is another long story by itself. For all of us, as you well know, this lifetime on Earth is not our real lives, By not by a long shot. We come here very temporarily with amnesia about our true eternal lives, which is, of course, a very, very, very long story. So in my real life, apparently, I actually know personally the most gigantic rock star of all rock stars, although at the moment I find that really hard to believe. Last April 6th, my spirit guide, Thomas, took me to meet with Jesus in the astral plane. It was kind of like an NDE experience, I would put it that way. And Jesus treated it as if it was a meeting of people who actually know one another. I acted as if I was meeting every conceivable big shot. Elvis, the Beatles, everybody. I talk about embarrassing. I was floored. But Jesus wanted this website. He told me. Please make me a website. I said, anything you want, Jesus. Everything you want. I'll do anything for you. He was very patient about it. The Romans destroyed everything Jesus had built during his lifetime. And they created in its place, beginning with the first council of Nicaea in the year 325 CE. I was taught my whole life that they were heroes to have built Christianity. And and all of the councils during the first Thousand years after the First Council of Nicaea, we thought they were heroes doing all they did, but they were not. They misused Jesus' good name for the past 1700 years, and they built Christianity in place of what Jesus had built. Thomas, my spirit guide, had already walked me through writing The Fun of Loving Jesus, embracing the Christianity that Jesus taught, and this website is a companion to that book. My Thomas has so well prepared me now to think the way Jesus wants me to think that I really am ready to do all of this for Jesus. I I now get it completely. This has all been a pretty sharp turnaround for me, though, because I was a very good Christian child. I was Christian all my life. But if you were brought up as I was, to think that Jesus is the father of Christianity, it's all kind of a shock, You think he started the religion, and it's a shock when you first find out that the religion has nothing whatsoever to do with Jesus. But on the other hand, I've been learning the truth where Christianity came from ever since my first year in college, so I really entirely do get it now. And it's actually a pretty simple story. Jesus was born 2,000 years ago to begin a spiritual movement, and not to start just one more religion. That's a very important point. Religions are not spiritual by their very nature. Religions are human-made. That's a central point for us to understand. Religions, all religions, every religion that ever has existed has been human-made. Spiritual movements in general are always God made. That's pretty central when you think about it. Jesus was born 2,000 years ago to begin a spiritual movement and not to start just one more religion. Remember, religions are always human made. And then he went to the cross and he went to the cross and rose from the dead, not To redeem us from anything. He did it for another entirely different purpose altogether. He did it because the people around him when he was on earth would not believe it when he told us that that our lives were eternal. Of course they knew that wasn't true. There was a custom when he was on earth and that custom was for people to be put into caves when they died and to lie there for a year or two until they were nothing but bones. And then the bones were put into ossuaries, into bone boxes. Um, And that was it. The bones would then be there forever with the person's name on them. That was the custom. And he couldn't convince people, therefore, that our lives were eternal. They knew better. So he decided he would die and then rise from the dead to prove that our lives really were eternal. So he went to the cross, and he rose from the dead to prove to us that human life really is eternal. It was a ta-da moment. I was dead, and now I'm alive again. You saw it for yourself, and so that's going to happen for you, too. The body dies, but you won't die. And that was why Jesus went to the cross and rose from the dead. Ta-da! And then Jesus sent his apostles out to spread his love-based teachings to enlighten the world. And that spiritual movement that Jesus began was so amazingly successful. Over the 300 years after Jesus rose from the dead, his movement grew to millions of followers all around the Mediterranean Sea. Now, 300 years. How long is 300 years? But well, let's give you a little example. Thomas Jefferson was born in 1743. So that foundational movement lasted longer than the United States has even been a nation. If the Jesus movement had been just allowed to continue to grow unmolested, it could have continued to spread the love that Jesus taught as a spiritual movement, and eventually it could have enlightened the entire world. But it was not to be, because about the year 313 CE, the Roman Emperor Constantine decided that he could use the growing Jesus movement as his own means of fear-based control, and he seized it at the point of his sword. His armies wiped out many whole villages. They hung its followers on rows of crosses. They fed them to lions in coliseums because the Jesus movement had been built around Jesus's love-based teachings. And those teachings interested Constantine not at all. No, what he wanted was just one thing. Constantine needed something scary enough that he could use it to subjugate the masses. And there was a thread of belief in the Jesus movement that had to do with Jesus dying on a cross and rising from the dead. Remember, he did that for a different purpose. And Constantine just had to add to that the notion that Jesus had died and risen to redeem us from God's judgment and punishment for our sins. Does that sound familiar? Well, of course. The punishment Jesus would be saving us from would be the fiery hell that Constantine invented. And the thing that really subjugates the masses is flat-out fear of something horrible. Well, that fear was, you know, God. Something God does to you, that would be pretty scary, right? After you're dead? I mean, if you can't even die to escape God's judgment for your sins, that's pretty awful. That's even worse then Roman legions, to instill fear in people. So that was what Constantine decided to do. Constantine called the First Council of Nicaea in the year 325, and the Roman Emperor Constantine actually presided over the deliberations of that Christian church council himself, believe it or not. The ancient Roman Emperor Constantine provided over the First Council of Nicaea that created Roman Christianity. Every Christian church now contains... The the Christianity that was created by the Roman Emperor Constantine, and it's now the most prominent religion on earth. What we have in our local Christian churches is the Christianity that was created by the Roman Emperor Constantine to subjugate the masses 1,700 years ago. That's what we still have now. I don't know what what to tell you, but to me that's a pretty horrifying thought. Constantine's Christianity and our Christianity are one and the same. Both Protestant and Catholic, nothing has changed. Jesus does tell us that fortunately he himself was able to influence the minds of the first Nicene counselors, and he chose Matthew, Mark, Luke, and John for First Nicaea's Christian Bible. And when the Romans added their own ideas to Jesus' four written biblical gospels, and he tried to put words into Jesus' mouth, Jesus was able to keep those words to the back of the biblical gospels, and he tried to keep Constantine's changes limited. So first Nicaea's words are easy for us to pluck right back out again. There's no time where Jesus is now, so he but has always been prepared to wait all this nonsense out. The surprising and wonderful thing is that those who were bent upon creating a fear-based Christian religion were even willing to include those four Gospels in their Christian Bible when the Gospels are so full of the true love-based teachings of Jesus. But they did include them. They include them, and they announced that everything they had done had been inspired by God which, of course, it was not, and that the whole Bible was God's inspired and errant word, which, of course, is nonsense. But that let them modify what Jesus had said with Paul's letters and with the Old Testament strictures. And so they thought that no harm was being done to their religious project. As a further precaution, until Martin Luther's reforms came along 1,200 years later, the Christian Bible was published only in Latin, and lay people were not allowed to read it. And no wonder. Uh, Of course, it does surprise me that before the invention of the printing press, those who had custody of the Bible didn't change the gospel words of Jesus even more than they seem to have done. But Jesus tells us he was paying close attention from where he was. And of course, once the Bible was in print, further changes would have been impossible. We would have been able to catch them. So here we are today, my friends. Teachingsbyjesus.com is ready for you. And for those who might wonder how a practicing attorney and an afterlife scholar suddenly knows so much about early church history, actually, my knowledge is not really sudden I had an experience of light when I was eight years old. It was something very similar to what happened to Moses with his burning bush and the apostle Paul's conversion experience on the road to Damascus. So I expected to become a minister when I grew up. Then I majored in early Christian history in college. And, and let me, let me tell you, if you enjoy hot dogs, you must never watch hot dogs being made. And the same is true. With the Christianity. Wow. Don't ever watch it being made. I strongly advise you never to major in early Christian history in college and, and listen to Miss Corwin, who actually looked to me when I took early Christian history to, she was very old. I think I was right at the end of her career. She looked to be old enough to have actually been part of the Council of Nicaea in the year 325, and she personally was furious with the Roman Emperor Constantine for having destroyed the original Jesus movement. I was, it was all very vivid to her, and she made it vivid to me. That whole college experience remains vivid in my mind. I came out of college still loving the Christianity of my childhood because Reverend Terrell had made it very pure for me. He never preached hellfire and damnation, never preached anything negative. But after college, I always had that memory, the awareness that modern Christianity had been built on the ashes of something older, much purer, and something that had been true to the genuine teachings of Jesus. I always, I always remembered that. So when my spirit guide, Thomas, called on me to channel liberating Jesus, and doing that began to awaken in me some long-buried protective feelings toward Jesus and his genuine message, and and then it turns out I'm an excellent channel. You know, you don't think of yourself as being able to channel, but let's talk about channeling. As we know, there is only one consciousness. All of our minds are part of one great mind. There's really no separation between us. We are all one being. And that means that many people can channel, I think, most people are, are unconsciously connected to other people without even knowing it. You know, when, when the phone rings and you sort of know who's calling without, before you answer the phone and during the day, you're sort of in contact with other people unconsciously. Um, many people who are very prolific writers are unconsciously channeling and they don't even know it. Um, when I was channeling Jesus, I, I was hearing his thoughts sometimes and um it was a strange experience my fingers were flying i i was using him as a, well he was using me rather as as his word processor and I, I i didn't mind it i mean obviously it was a great a great honor and and i was hearing this voice in my mind and he wasn't talking to me it was he would, literally he was thinking but he was talking to the world in a way he I heard him say, you say you love me, then listen to me. And, and I felt so bad for him. It made me think of Miss Corwin back in college and, and she told me about those Roman armies destroying millions of his first followers and how Christianity really doesn't follow Jesus at all. And but what a, what a hard thing it must have been for him to watch people in churches Really ignoring what he had said that was buried in those very gospels. They had then the Bibles in front of the people. And then they were ignoring what was in those gospels and saying things that he had not said and chanting those things in those churches. It must have been very hard for him all those really thousands of years or, you know, 1500 and more years. So hard for him all that time to watch people practicing a religion he had nothing to do with. I'll do anything for him to try to set the record straight at this point. So it looks to me as if my spirit guide and Jesus have been priming me to do this work, to help Jesus set the record straight during the course of my entire life. But even starting back when I was eight years old, you don't like to think you aren't doing these things by choice. Um, I don't like to think that for sure, but I did have all the resources and all the knowledge I needed ready to hand. And so finally I asked Thomas, my spirit guide, this question, you know, I mean, is it is this really, With did I ever make a conscious choice to do this work? And he said, yes, of course, this has all been done by my own choice. He said, of course it was by my own choice. He said, it's just that I made these choices before I was born. Oh, okay, fair enough. But I'm so glad to do it. I'm so happy to have been chosen to do it. And even if I made the choices before I was born, it feels so good to be able to do it for Jesus. My only worry at this point is whether I can ever do enough for Jesus. How can anyone ever do enough for Jesus? But I do try, and I guess we all try, don't we? All that we ever really can do is try to do for Jesus whatever is the best we can do teachingsbyjesus.com is a work in progress. It probably always will be a work in progress as we try to make it ever easier to use and to understand. When you go to the website, you'll see that it's a very simple website. But Jesus' specific direction was, and this, I mean, I don't know how you really do this. He said he wanted it to look like his a website that had been his website in the year 30 CE, why he picked 30 CE, I have no idea. When he even said it with the CE at the end of it. Um, But it looks very simple as it would have looked in the year 30 CE, although, of course, it had to have correctives because it's very hard now for people to separate Jesus from Christianity, which, of course, it must be separated because Jesus has nothing whatsoever to do. With Christianity, and so as you'll see, we had to separate him from Christianity. And then there's the second thing, which is the fact that most of what he said during his lifetime has been lost. Things weren't even written down for more than sixty years. I mean, not, literally, everything had to be passed from you know mouth to ear, mouth to ear. And have you ever watched children play that game of telephone? It's hard to believe anything has been saved. Jesus' core teachings idea is meant to compensate for the fact that so many of the words that he actually spoke during those three and a half, almost three and a half years of his ministry have simply been lost. After all, the words that we do have are just what people heard Jesus speak, remembered, you know, what people remembered hearing. That's all we have. They passed them down to other people, and apparently nothing was written down for at least sixty years and Yet Jesus really feels that when the words that remain are put together, and provided they're not adulterated now by misinterpretations by the Apostle Paul or outlawed teachings in the Christian old Testament, if when, we, when they're not adulterated, he says they really are enough to express what he was teaching. When he was on earth i'm thrilled to report he's pleased with this result i can't get over that when you first approach teachings by com, you'll readily see why christianity as the romans designed it 1700 years ago is declining now worldwide because the website has a section that talks about some of the teachings of christianity that did not come from jesus of the gospels And that list includes just about everything that Christianity teaches today. Everything Catholic and everything Protestant, all 42,000 plus versions of Christianity. The only thing that jibes with what Jesus said is that Christianity in most of those versions does suggest that we make an effort at love and forgiveness, but that's all that the religion takes from Jesus. A sort of wimpy, lukewarm effort at loving and forgiving just as suggestions when love and forgiveness were most of what Jesus talked about for his whole entire ministry. That's it. Otherwise, Modern Christianity is just Roman Emperor Constantine's baby through and through. No wonder it's all dying now. And what we've done on teachingsbyjesus.com is to give you Jesus' teachings on key topics from a modern bi- biblical translation of the, of the gospel. So just those four books that are in the, that Bible without commentary from other parts of the Bible and especially especially with no commentary from the letters of Paul, but with explanations that are relevant to Jesus' time and place and to his teachings on related topics so you can better understand his thinking. We want you to feel insofar as possible as if you are actively listening to Jesus, as if you know the genuine man in his time. And in order to make that possible, we have removed the Council of Nicaea's later edits from Jesus' gospel words. There aren't many, but we have given you what I think of as the list of shame and how we arrived at those deletions. I am a very private person by nature. I know you don't believe that, but it's true. So the hardest part of this whole thing for me has been going public about the fact that since April 6th of 2022, I have been in intermittent direct contact with the actual genuine Jesus. It was then that he asked me to create this website, and he's approved its content, some of which I think is surprisingly radical. I don't know for how long he intends to stay involved with this project. I really don't because they don't, he and Thomas don't tell me what their plans are. And Jesus is extremely busy, as you can imagine, but I promise to maintain it for him for the rest of my life. And I assume that if he wants it to continue, he'll send others to maintain it after me. This is something which is, I think it's a, it's kind of a, a, it's an indictment of Christianity. Many people ask me, is Jesus going to come back in an end times? And I think the answer is extremely no. Um, I, it's, it, 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 I, I say it very confidently. No, it's my confident belief that the Jesus that I know would never create havoc on the earth with a second coming. I think it's an indictment of Christianity that I have to answer this question so often, but I do not believe that the Jesus that I have come to know and adore even more since I first met him personally in April ever will appear on earth physically in any form, and he certainly never is going to come in a second coming. The apocalypse was just one of the worst things the Council of Nicaea did, was to add that book to its Bible. It's not his style to create havoc on the earth, and it would undo any of the good that he has done on earth to create that kind of havoc. That whole idea came from the Roman Emperor Constantine, and certainly not from Jesus. I do, however, believe That Jesus is planning a renewal of his original Jesus movement. And I think that, which is of course the spiritual movement that Constantine destroyed when he created Christianity. And I think this website may be the beginning of that. I think that, that the Jesus Revolution movie, I think that the revivals in the Christian colleges, I think that all of this may be the beginning of Jesus's renewal of his original Jesus movement. And, you know, we'll have to see what happens. But, um, I think that he is, this is how he is coming back. <laughs> and if that's the truth, then glory. Hallelujah. What a day. I am thrilled to see Jesus coming back. This is glory on the earth as never has come and, and never will come again. If Jesus is finally returning now. And just to give you a brief tour of teachingsbyjesus.com, it contains just six simple sections. The first section is Jesus' core teachings, as they can be distilled from the four biblical gospels. I don't think the core teachings are yet finished. They won't tell me that they are, which makes me believe that they probably are not. Um, I think there may be as many as, as 10 in total, and we haven't finished them yet. Um, the second section is his great speeches, um the third section is summaries of some of the cultural limitations that Jesus faced and also some of the amazing knowledge that he possessed that he could not have possessed 2,000 years ago if he had not been precisely who he claimed to be. The fourth section, and some people are telling me they love this one, is a summary of all the teachings of Christianity that do not come from Jesus, which is basically everything that Christianity teaches. The fifth section, some of which didn't come from Constantine. He just began that, began creating the religion that has nothing to do with Jesus. The fifth section we're calling Roberta's Parlor. It's my writings about Jesus, it's a bookstore, and also your questions and my answers and a thought for the day. The sixth section. Is some of the teachings that the heavy hand of the Emperor Constantine imposed on Christianity originally that are still a part of Christianity to this day. My dear friends, your religion is supposed to be between just you and God, right? Isn't that the whole point? You don't want some 1700 year old Roman emperor still getting, still to this day, getting between you and God. That's the whole point. And that was really all that Jesus ever wanted. He wanted to teach you how to know God genuinely and in truth and how to love God with your whole heart and soul and mind, just as God has always loved you. Jesus wanted nothing and no one, and especially no religion, to ever be in the way. That was the core of the whole reason. He came 2,000 years ago. And so Jesus asked Craig Hogan and me to give you TeachingsByJesus.com. This is Jesus' own website. He told us what he wanted. He designed and created it to his specifications on Jesus, and he has blessed it. He has told us it is what he wanted. On teachingsbyjesus.com, it is the year 30 CE again, and you can meet Jesus on his terms with no one in the way. So let's all sit down together there at Jesus' feet, and for the first time in more than 1,700 years, let's really listen to Jesus. Because now, sadly, unfortunately, we have come to the end of our time together today. This has been Seek Reality with Roberta Grimes. I'm very glad that you could be with us. Please never forget that you are a powerful, eternal being. You never began and you never will end. And when you really get all the implications of that fact, it is going to revolutionize everything in your life for the better. Next week, our guest will be psychotherapist and energy healer Joyce Stewart, who will be with us for the ninth time. Next week, we'll be talking about conscious creation. Joyce always is such a wonderful guest. She comes well prepared and her topics are fascinating. So please be sure to join us next week. And today our guest has been your host, because TeachingsByJesus.com is live on the schedule that Jesus requested of us almost a year ago. To be frank, Craig Hogan deserves most of the credit on this one. We had the most important client in the universe, and Jesus' instructions were quite specific to the point where I was totally, totally unable to cope. I I couldn't do anything, and therefore Craig took over. Jesus wanted a website as his website would have been if he could have been a website. It had a website in the year 30 CE. Well, you try. You try coping with doing that. But I think Craig nailed it. And our client of all clients also seems to be quite happy with the result, which is what matters to me. And now, of course, it is time once again to mention that Seek Reality Online is your one-stop resource for all things death and the afterlife. Just go to seekreality.com and start to learn for yourself that your reality really is eternal. And com is your single source for all the beautiful divine truths that are brought to us in perfect love by the greatest teacher who ever lived, Master Jesus, the eternally risen Christ. Now it really is Jesus' turn. As Christianity, the religion, dies at last. The genuine teachings of Jesus can finally come alive teachingsbyjesus.com is the Lord's own entirely religion-free website made by and for Him in perfect love for you. And as I'm sure you know by now, my nonfiction books are liberating Jesus, my Thomas, the fun of dying, the fun of staying in touch, the fun of growing forever, the fun of living together, and the fun of loving Jesus, embracing the Christianity that Jesus taught. For young children, there is the fun of meeting Jesus. You can order all these books through bookstores or on Amazon.com or BarnesandNoble.com. And most of the adult books, except the last, are also available as audiobooks. If you want to talk about any of my books or teachingsbyjesus.com or anything at all, you can always contact me through the green contact block on robertagrimes.com. I answer every email. Just be sure to give me your correct email address. Past episodes of Seek Reality are available wherever podcasts are found. And many people tell me they just listen each week through the Seek Reality app that you can find for free wherever free apps are available. And meanwhile, this has been Seek Reality with Roberta Grimes. Please enjoy and make the most of this coming week in our One Reality, always knowing that you are a powerful, eternal being, and you in particular in all the universe, you are infinitely in love. You've been listening to Seek Reality with Roberta Grimes. Roberta blogs and answers questions at Roberta Grimes.